What's going on, y'all? Before we get started, right when we finish recording, the big trade went down. Sam Darnold got traded over to the Carolina Panthers. We'll go over the details here in a second, but me and Tyler want to jump on. We just heard the news. The alert just went through. So we want to talk about our first thoughts before we start our show. So I want to caveat that in. But Tyler, what just happened? Well, I mean, that changes a lot of what, you know, a lot of what we said about the Jets and Zach Wilson. Now it's not, they might be taking Zach Wilson. They're probably taking Zach Wilson. Now it is they're taking Zach Wilson. And Sam Darnold is gone from that, from that picture. So he's gone. He's on the Panthers now. The official trade was... Sam Darnold for a 2021 sixth rounder and second and fourth round picks in 2022. That was the official trade uh, that just came through on sleeper. So the big thing on that thing is they keep the eighth pick. The Panthers. Panthers. So the Panthers get, keep the eighth pick. Um, I knew they were trying to trade. It's interesting. They took a 2022 second too. That's a kick in the can a little bit. This is a good deal for both teams. I think though. I think so. Now with the Panthers, they still stuck with Teddy Bridgewater. Now they have Darnold too. So I, they must be thinking that they're not going to get a quarterback at eight. I think that they're out of the quarterback market now. What What do you think? 100%. Yeah. They're going to yeah. go somewhere completely different. Maybe like an offensive line help, maybe less, a less sexy pick than what we were thinking there. Defense. I mean, defense. The defense yeah. was terrible. It, it could be so the defense is young too though but yeah but it wasn't it's not, great. it's not gonna go this is great news for the denver broncos honestly this is one of the biggest winners by subtraction because now there's one less team that wants a quarterback for that it offense is, carolina it, but we I know what's gonna have the jets the jets are taking zach wilson it's a yeah, we know that pick. yeah lock it in lock um, it in but what's this do for the the panthers uh for the panthers i think darnold is a small upgrade over bridgewater I'm not that I would have been more excited if they were getting a rookie quarterback than uh, like Fields or Lance or even Mac Jones than Darnold. So I I'm not that excited for it actually for the Panthers to be honest. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's I think it's about how it felt as Mac Jones went there, but Mac Jones at least has some kind of like allure or something different. Um, I don't think it hurts anybody, but it doesn't help anybody. So I could see players potentially jumping those receivers in the pecking order just because of like their situation could get better or has gotten better this off season. And they had a small, tiny upgrade. Darnold's just mostly younger, but yeah, I'm not sure what this actually means overall for my like DJ Moore rankings, but I, I think you should actually like your DJ Moore ranking. Sam Darnold has at least proven that he can deliver the ball competently to receivers sometimes uh he was good at making jameson crowder into a target hog even though he wasn't very good i think that you should be okay with it i again i would have preferred to get one of the rookie quarterbacks but if the option was teddy bridgewater which to me was not an option this is significantly better oh 100 i think it's a great thing i think donald has value been like so depleted ever since like they started taking talk and getting the one or two pick. The fact that he's been going in the teens rounds in its dynasty superflex startup is ridiculous. He's going to find a job most likely. He had a over over fifty percent chance before this. Now he's got a hundred percent chance almost. Well, ninety percent chance. Bridgewater might beat him out, but they're not paying this price. No, there's no way. There, yeah, there's so no way. Sam Darnold is their starter. I just think like just I like the caveat just in case, but it pretty no, much there's no start. caveat for me there's there's none at all there's no caveat sam darnold is their starter they're going with darnold i think it's, i think it's good for both teams though. i think they needed a young quarterback they're not going to see bridgewater out do, do you agree with me with the broncos though they're the biggest winners yeah. in this well no maybe i i don't really know uh there's not a lot of winners in this i mean i guess the broncos are are a good winner there's a lot of losers uh teddy bridgewater's a big loser drew Locke is in is in danger 
Uh, I would also take this as a sign uh, that Deshaun Watson is in trouble. The Panthers were desperate to trade for Deshaun Watson. And this kind of closes the book on that. They wouldn't have done this if they thought that Deshaun Watson was going to be available. So yeah, that available or even like playing at this point. Right. Of the so story. Take, take that as a negative slightly against Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So it's one thing they're not going to get Watson like guaranteed. No, Watson, they... again, we talked about this also a few episodes ago. They can go back and check what we think about the Watson situation. Yeah. He's not going to the Panthers. That was one of the biggest teams that could have taken them. And I just think, yeah, Darnold to the Panthers. All right. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you listen to the rest of the show. Yeah, please. I well, appreciate you guys and uh, enjoy the show. When my haters, when my haters, I don't got em. I'm not famous, no. It don't matter what my name is, I don't got one. I'm not famous, no. And welcome back, y'all. This is the Dynasty Duo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Krause. Today on the agenda, we're talking about a mediocre signing, a good extension, the 17-game season, and my good friend Tyler and I will be breaking down our top 12, or round one, as you will, Dynasty Superflex Tight End Premium Rookie Rankings. Tyler, let's bring you in here. How you doing today, bud? I'm great. This has been one of my uh, just great days, like really excited, have so many shows going on, just lots of articles, just everything is great. Yeah, we're in the busy time right now. That's what it is. We're like the draft's coming up. It's a great time to be a sports fan. Like we, we mostly focus on football a lot of times we'll talk about, but if you're a sports fan, you can't beat April. That's one of the biggest things going on. But to kind of jump in before we go into the news, I want to make sure you guys will like, share, subscribe, comment, and wherever you listen to this right now. That really helps us out. So make sure to do that. Let's hop in the news. All right. So I alluded to it earlier on. We have the mediocre signing of the week. We have Kalen Bellage, the Bellagio, signing up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you feel about this one? Tyler I don't but but if you want a, a real answer I mean this is not a signing of any importance uh probably means that they're not gonna go back and re-sign James Conner in free agency I think that that ship has sailed uh other they have Benny Snell who I like to call Benny Snail because he sucks and Anthony McFarland who and I think I've mentioned this before but their season was on the line in the playoffs and McFarlane was inactive for the games. That just goes to show that they uh, lit that fourth round pick on fire. No, this is this is telling me that they're going to be selecting a running back. I would love it if they selected one in the first round. I, I think that that's very possible. I mean, honestly, I really think that they will. I, I think that that's what this is saying. I, I expect Najee Harris or Travis Etienne to be joining this team at, at this point. Yeah, I think the Steelers are definitely one of the teams. There's a few teams in this one that would be the first round running backs. is highly possible. So I think we might see one up to three in the first round which is unheard of yeah but, uh, so it's it's a weird year but a lot of teams do need running backs i think they're, the Bellage is it's just a depth signing and we'll talk about more about how depth is gonna be so important to me with this new season the, coming up they're the worst look at all the teams in the nfl i think the steelers are the worst current running back situation of all they're the worst i, I can't think of anyone who's worse nobody really i mean they they have nothing maybe the jets are worse Kevin Coleman, the Michael P. Ryan. Yeah, that's that, that, the Jets that's might be the bad. worst one. That's pretty bad. Uh, the Falcons are Mike Davis is maybe a little more competent. Mike but Davis, they have Smith, nothing yeah. else. I mean, those three, 
the Jets, the Falcons, and the Steelers have, to me, nothing, nothing at the running back position. And those are three oh. spots I think would be very good for a running back to drop there. I know we we're supposed to talk about Elijah right now, but we're yeah, more excited we about where running backs go. <laughs> but yeah. that's what I wanted to bring it up, though. Yeah, yeah. nothing too crazy. Don't pick, pick him up if he's on waivers just to grab him, he but don't. Yeah, he should be picked up. I mean, he got carries over Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson last year. I, I think that it's very possible that Balage is uh, ahead of, could be ahead of Snell and McFarland on the depth chart because they both suck. Yeah, Bal- Balage isn't good, but he's he pops. Like he's got these big games. Yeah, in yeah. Him. He, he so, was decent last year. Yeah. So and even in college, he had some of the you know, with the five touchdown game in college. That's a big thing I that happened. I don't remember what Balage did. In college. <laughs> that was a long time ago at this well, point. My girlfriend went to ASU, so it's kind of oh, like, okay. I, 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 I know yeah. exactly that game and things like that. But that's only as I know. But yeah, he's he's a player that's very streaky. I, I would think he's the number two on, behind whoever they draft. I agree. Year. Big signing. $69.2 million, $37 million guaranteed to someone that you have been telling people is not the best draft pick a lot of the time is Tyler Bo- Tyler Lockett, sorry. Uh, Don't get me started on Tyler Boyd. Uh, but Tyler, let's, let's, let's talk about Tyler Lockett. I got the Tylers on my mind. Tyler Lockett uh, got signed $69.2 million. I'm on everybody's mind. I, I know. Let, let's talk about Tyler Lockett. I do not understand this extension at all. This is ridiculous overpay for a receiver that's about to turn 29. He's fine. I mean, I, I like him. He's a good player, but I'm not. If I'm running an NFL team, I'm not paying 17 million for Tyler Lockett. I'm just not. I I, I don't want to do that. I mean, this is your chance to get out. Sell now because you're never going to have a better opportunity. I don't want him. So so sell. Are people actually buying Lockett though? Because like I don't know, man. I don't think they are. Because he had a wide receiver eight finish last year, which like on paper sounds great, but it was such an up and down season that he actually hurt your team as much as he helped it. He'll win you some weeks, but he lost you a bunch of weeks as well. So but turning twenty nine, I have him on some dynasty teams, and he's been on that trade block since before this happened. And I kind of like re-put it out there that he's available and I've got nothing so far. So hopefully he's like your wide receiver two, three, and you just ride it out. Because they've been Russ of great connection, but I don't think he's going to make it to the end of this contract. Well, that is a guarantee. I don't know. He he is one of those players that's difficult to sell because you're not going to get his value. I do think that you could try and get a different player. If you could swap Tyler Lockett for LaVisca Chenault, I would love to do that. You probably That's not can. happening. That's not, that's happening. not happening. No, that's uh, not happening right now. Chenault's it's actually jumped not in. Happening. Maybe it, like a, you could probably get like a Debo Samuel plus a little bit, someone that's like a little undervalued. Plus I would take. Like, but we're talking like maybe like a third or something like that. Like that's somewhere like around that line. Well, I would take Debo straight up over Lockett. Yeah. So well, you, you can definitely Debo straight up. That's, I mean, someone that's like a little bit undervalued, like has lost some name recognition. That's the player you'd have to be aiming for. You also might still be able to get like a 2022 first for Lockett. Not in every league. Some people hold on to those very tight. But should. if you're if you're dealing with someone who's a little looser with those, it's possible you might have to add like a third like lock it and a third for a 2022 first and i'd I'd be fine with that in a super flex just to get out from under yeah that's definitely something that could happen that's definitely in the ranger there yeah that's what i'm saying like maybe you can package it for like a cooper cup that's an upgrade package you can do or 22 first or things like that but yeah cooper cup is not I'm just saying upgrade to me like i'm with you on that but lock it i think everyone knows he's streaky that the players you're playing against, either like the ones that are in the league, like saw what happened because it was so like yeah. publicized. He's not the worst hold, so don't get no. Him away. He's not. He's not the worst hold. Kind of similar. It's not the same player, but it, it kind of reminds me 
a little bit of other guys in this range, like Odell Beckham. Julio uh, Jones. Julio Jones a little bit less so because he's a lot older. And I think I think the bottom could be coming out there very, very soon. But uh, Odell Beckham is similar age. Robert Woods is a little bit, I would say, better. But again, yeah. similar age, kind of the same. Yeah, Robert Woods is going, is going higher than um, Lockett by at yeah, least a Yeah, and, and so. he should be. Uh, yeah. Adam Thielen is another player that's a, a little bit that's, older. That's in that range, yeah. That, Adam Thielen's in that range, so it's kind of a pick your poison, but I still wouldn't, you can't get much older. for him. You can't get idea. much for these players, but it, it's the kind of thing where if you already have, if you have a team that's bad and you just happen to have Lockett on it, then I would suggest trying to do what I said and, and maybe package Lockett with a third for like a younger receiver like LaVisca Chenault or try to get that 2022 first or something like that. If your team is good and you have Lockett on it, just forget it. Just take the rest of Lockett's career and yeah. it is what it is. One thing with this though, also you could wait for that boom game and try to sell them after that. Like that doesn't work. Turnaround. I mean, if you want to have that marginal upgrade, so let's say we have a Visca coming out a little slower than what we'd like, what we expect, and then lock it as a strong start. I'm sure you can then buy Visca with an upgrade. You probably could, but, but it takes that perfect storm. So don't give him away now because that those possibilities are available. But I agree, getting that Debo Samuel and a little spice, or being able to pay up yeah. a little bit now if someone's open to that to get that upgrade take it at the at the end of the day he is going to be a streaky wide receiver that will get you boom weeks and there might be a sell window sometime in the season as well just be careful because he's 28 now but he turns 29 in september and the second anyone turns 29 you can't move him anymore it makes it a lot harder yeah that's something to keep on that's why i'm saying do it now don't wait like if you can get anything among what i've described just just get rid of him and if you're on a contender i don't think you should be trading him I think you should just keep him and take the rest. Take at this point, take the rest of his career, whatever that is. Understandable. So something important with all these depth signings, things like that the NFL has confirmed there is going to be a 17 game season, and we are only going to be having one bye week inside that season. I think that's the key factor there. Another game super important. I think it affects the running back position the most. But I want to hear your thoughts on this one, Tyler. I mean, I wrote a whole article about this. It actually dropped. We're recording this uh, Monday afternoon. It actually dropped an hour ago. (laughs) I wrote it for DLF. You can go read it if you want. But essentially, a lot of what I said in there is that I don't think that this is that relevant. Like, it's going to, we're going to have to change. The most relevant thing is how we're going to change our fantasy seasons. Are we going to add an extra week to the regular season and then have playoffs in weeks 15, 16, and 17 with week 18 as like empty kind of like what we had before that's what i expect most people to do there's other options you could have a two-week championship and can continue to have 13 regular season games and there's you know there's a lot of different ways you can slice it yeah i mean i think that's actually the most relevant the second most relevant thing is actually for content creators like like us when it comes to writing our articles we're really going to have to get used to doing everything in per game because now we're going to be comparing 16 game seasons to 17 game seasons so we're going to have to keep that in mind when like comparing stats over years is going to be a little bit annoying as a content creator but i mean to me those were the two biggest things I really, I I mean, I said it in the article, a lot of what I said was, yeah, you might want to have a little bit more depth, but like Dynasty is a long-term game. I'm not changing my startup strategy. I'm not changing my trade strategy. I'm not changing really any strategy. There's nothing actionable I can really tell you to do other than maybe value depth a little bit more. 
that's really it. Yeah, I, I think the league setup, that's something we have to figure out is what's the best protocol for playoffs, play out how many regular season games. I think I want to see what the major platforms do first before I start doing that yeah. in my leagues to kind of see I, what the consensus across those are. I suspect but, I know what that's going to be. Like from mm-hmm. listening to like the big podcasts, the consensus seems to be the first thing that I said, which is adding one regular season game, playoffs 15, 16, 17, and then week 18 off. That yeah. my suspicion is that is going to be the consensus. Oh, I think that's the best way to go about it. I just like, I like to like stay water a little bit and wait it out with that. With the way it's going to affect your season, though, I think it's going to affect your running backs the most, like I said, because I think teams will want to rest them more when they can. With that, I think the more depth is going to be important because they take the most pounding. An extra game of 20, 30 carries could add up a lot over a career. It'll shorten their career length a little bit. They take the only small hit when it comes to players to me because they take the most pounding of any of the positions we care about. I think something important could also be teams will utilize the three-week IR more. So I think we might want to keep a higher IR spots in our dynasty leagues as well, which we should have a little bit elevated as well compared to redraft. But I think those are small changes that I think could help benefit your league. Yeah, I mean, those. I'm in favor of higher IR spots anyway. I don't really think this is a big deal. I think it's great for me as a football fan. I like football. I'm happy to have an additional week of football. I know that some people are not happy about it, but I, um, I'm happy about it. So I, I don't really... But yeah, there's a lot of people saying like that this is a much bigger deal for fantasy football, Dynasty specifically, than I think it is. And I, like I said, I didn't change anything in my Dynasty rankings when this announcement was made. So that, that just should show you what I think about it. I, I, my only thing is like, Guys like Derrick Henry, um, they're going to get more carries, so the careers could be even shorter. They get those like guys that get those 300 carries, it's going to be more prominent that it's going to happen more. So we could see that shift, but that we'll need years of data for that to actually yeah. see what happens. So if you're leaning one way or the other, we always say lean wide receiver more often than not because their career length. That's some way it might lean me more in that area as well nothing too crazy with all of that but i wanted to bring it up because it's important well that's enough of the news there's not too much going on right now we're kind of a lull before the draft but with that draft we want to talk rookies so we're going to talk we have not talked about this beforehand so we don't know each other's rankings no we haven't let's uh hop in those rookie rankings they're only seventh in mouthfeel all right so like i said me and tyler don't know where our rankings are it is super flex it is tight end premium so based on this if you have never played super flex it is where you have the one quarterback you start and you have an extra flex spot there at the bottom where you can start running back wide receiver tight end or a quarterback so you can start up to two quarterbacks tight end premium where the tight end position gets extra points per reception the typical is about 0.5 up to a full point extra per reception for this exercise we're gonna be saying it is a 0.75 so FSPC kind of mindset. So addict scoring. But if you have a slightly smaller, slightly higher, that might adjust one player in our rankings a little bit. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But Tyler, who is your 1.01 in Superflex tight end premium? Oh, it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, come on. Like, I hate this is such a stupid question because it's not a question. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's easy. Yeah. It, I mean, it seems so easy, but I've heard like other podcasts put other players above Lawrence. They even want this attention. week. They want attention. I I agree. I mean, I have Lawrence at one. I'm not going to be like the contrarian, the guy that's going to be like, I said he's better. And then I was right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who knows? But like Tyler, Trevor Lawrence is the best prospect we've seen 
since Andrew Luck. And I don't say that lightly. We hear it all the time. He is great. What do you want to say about Lawrence? What, what can't he be? He has said? great hair. <laughs> great, I, great hair. Not as good as mine, but he, his hair is quite great. Uh, and now, I mean, I wrote an article about Trevor Lawrence uh, a while ago for DLF. I really liked him. I think that he's the one-on-one in this class. I don't really think it's close. Well, and, so does the NFL because he's going to the uh, They do, yeah. He's been the first overall pick in this draft for uh, almost three years, two and a half years at this point. There's really no one's ever questioned that. There are people who think that other quarterbacks, other players are, are more interesting. Those people are either uh, quite uninformed or uh, just looking for attention. And, you know, that's something to be careful of this time of year. There are always going to be people looking for attention that are not actually trying to help you. They're just you know, looking for as many clicks as possible. But it's a decent litmus test to kind of tease out those people and their and their voices and from the conversation and focus on the people who are actually focused on trying to help you. Yeah, and that's something we bring every time. We No matter how boring or how off the wall, but we always talk about exactly what's going to help you. And I feel like our results will give us the attention we need eventually. And that we want you guys to win championships as we like to do. So I, I always say, entertain with your personality, but don't ever compromise your advice and your information just for the sake of entertainment. Love it. So speaking of that, who's the 102? Let's just jump right into the next spot. So I still have Justin Fields as my 102. I agree. I also have Justin Fields as my 102. We'll start differentiating here soon, I presume. But the only way he'd drop for me is if he goes to like Atlanta. But even today, Atlanta's talking about shopping the pick. If he's a starting quarterback, he probably has the highest ceiling of him, even higher than Lawrence potentially, just because in fantasy football, he got that 4-4-4 speed. That's let's, something that's huge. Let's talk about Atlanta for a second. Atlanta just restructured Matt Ryan's contract. Correct. They're going to be paying him $40 million the next two years. Matt Ryan is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. I mean, we say this all the time, oh, there's no way, but nobody's going to take Matt Ryan at $40 million. They're just not. He's he's too old. He has not enough years on him. He's it's just old. they they yeah. said with their money, this is our guy for at least two years. The only way a quarterback can drop in my rank is if they go there because they're going to sit. They're gonna sit. Period. Yeah. And nobody's going. But that's the thing. Nobody's going there. I don't like, think so. I, I don't think they're taking a quarterback at this point. Not with that restructure. But I have to bring it up for the for the questionnaire that that could be the spot that would drop someone in my rankings. But I think he's going to say I think San Francisco is the correct pick. I think they so should take him. If he continues to fall, if he's the fifth quarterback taken in the real draft, he's not going to be my 102. It's probably not going to be a quarterback. Yeah, correct. I, I think we're in agreement. I think we have the same with three as well. So this is a boring start. But yeah, no, definitely. I agree. It depends what the NFL says. But if he's in that top three to four, even, um, I think I have him there. As long as Mac Jones doesn't go above him. Yeah, that, like, would, that would be a warning sign. Who's your 103? Najee Harris is my 103. Okay, so we do differentiate a little bit. I have Jamar Chase. Who's your four? Quickly. Jamar Chase. I have Najee at four. So we just okay. flip-flopped that one um why do you have Najee over uh chase well i mean running backs are hard to find i don't think there are going to be multiple running backs selected in the first round of this draft i think it's only going to be one and i think it's only going to be Najee harris if that prediction comes to pass then Najee harris will have first round draft capital we know how big of a deal that is for a running back those are just hard to find the replaceability of that is difficult and i think Najee is a good prospect i really don't have any significant issues with him he's probably going to come in as an rb1 in my dynasty rankings jamar chase just given the way i rank rank wide receivers probably going to be a little bit lower in my overall rankings it'll be close but i i do expect 
to have Najee Harris as my 101, uh, assuming he goes in the first round, which I, seems to be very likely at this point. 101 in um, non-superflex. Yeah, 101 in non-superflex. Yeah. Um, overall position, you know, yeah. running back, receiver, tight end, uh, first player. Gotcha. I just think Chase is a better prospect. I think he's going to have better longevity. I think he's going to come in and be a difference maker. I could see that. I rank different comparatively, which is like something weird that I do. I would rank him 101 in non-superflex, but in superflex, I think I'd still rather have Chase over Najee, just because I think the running back position, my running back two matters less to an extent, um, because I have the quarterback balance to bring it up. Oh, I don't, so. I, I don't get into that. Like, yeah. I, well, that's I, why I wanted to bring it yeah. up here. So if you're in non-superflex, I actually have Najee at one, Chase at two. But in Superflex, I have Chase before Najee. That's just how I um, look at things. I look at everything I've individually. Never heard, I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> I, I, I kind of weirdly look at things like that. It's kind of like how um, Jalen Hurts has a higher ranking in one quarterback versus two quarterback to me. Oh, but I agree with you on that. That yeah. that's different. But I bring that prod all positions as well. But no, Chase is great. I mean, we're arguing, yeah. we're splitting hairs at this point. If you like Chase, better take great. him. Like Najee, better take him. If you need, this is one of the few times where I'm like, I don't think one's a better player to, for fantasy at least right now. If you're weaker at running back and want to pass on Chase for Najee, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, me neither. If, if you're weaker at wide receiver, want to pass on Najee for Chase, I'm not mad at you. I think they're both the same. I think Chase be, going with the 17 game season as well could see a higher uptick in year two that's because i'm a little bit lower on Najee because his age comparatively as well but again we're he's my four like and Chase's landing spot matters to me a good amount yeah, um, i also think maybe if miami takes him and then Najee goes in that first round i might flop them yeah i don't want miami i, want, I don't want miami i want cincinnati i would love cincinnati i want yeah. cincinnati that way we can relegate Tyler Boyd to the irrelevance that he belongs. Tyler Boyd would not be irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> he, you, know, you knew it was coming, right? You weren't ready for it? I was I'm ready. Emboldened. I, I'm emboldened. I've gotten a lot of support on that take. That's fine. I don't care. A lot of That's... support. So I've been emboldened. I've been changing people's minds on Tyler Boyd That's since that fine. podcast. I can't so wait now, to buy Now I've come in with extra, extra boldness on that. But... You know, with that said, I, I would love Chase to reunite with Joe Burrow. I think everyone would want that. So I think, that they, I think they should take the offensive lineman. That's so do I. But <laughs> I don't care what they should do. I, you, you know what, what I think about that. But I yeah. would, from if I had Chase, say, like in a Debbie league, I would want him to go to Cincinnati, not Miami. Correct. I think, yeah, I think everyone would. Yeah, going without landing spot, this is kind of what we're doing right now. But definitely after landing spot, these are, we'll do this again, and we'll talk about what changed for us, one of the biggest things. And to bring it back to last week's show, if you guys didn't hear it, we did have buys, and I had Tyler Boyd as a buy, and Tyler strongly disagrees with me. Oh, I strongly so, disagreed. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. And it's, and it's okay, because I just love my slots. Anywho, um, <laughs> going on to the 105. We know our three and four are Najee Chase flip-flop there. Uh, 105, who's your 105? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, okay. I have Kyle Pitts there. And I, not for me. I think with the tight end premium of the 1.75, that Kyle Pitts has the higher ceiling. I think it has the upside there. I mean, I have Wilson at six, so I have him flip-flop. I just can't turn down a quarterback who's going to go second overall for a tight end. I just, in a super flex, I don't care. Uh, the, even in 1.75 tight end premium, which is what my rankings are based on because that's trade addict scoring. I just it can't pass on the quarterback. Quarterbacks are just very difficult to find. You, you, you could be getting many, many years of quarterback. He's going to be picked second overall. 
You can say what you want about Zach Wilson as a prospect. It seems like I just write articles about everybody, but I actually am in the middle of writing my Zach Wilson article right now. <laughs> I did the statistical analysis. I looked at his measurables. I looked at his rookie ADP and all of that. The last part I have to do is the film part. So I haven't, haven't watched his games yet, but just given what I looked at, <laughs> I, I see why people think he's a risky prospect. Like I, I get it. It's uh, there's one yeah. season of production. That's it really. I mean, there's one good season. He has one good year. Again, against the lower level of competition too. So I understand why people are a little bit skeptical. I, well, I that's get why it. I have him lower than Pitts. I don't think Pitts is a risky prospect. I think he is locked and loaded, gonna be in that top four to six range of tight ends automatically in dynasty rankings. And Wilson could be like, especially going to the Jets. I don't like the Jets receivers that well. I think they're fine. Um, if, he's no, if he's gonna be number two overall, I think that Wilson is just better. I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I just, I, he's a risky prospect. I'd rather, if I'm like in that spot, I'm taking the guaranteed guy. I, I just think, don't think, I don't like Wilson in that spot. I, I mean, I, I have him six. I'm not I'm like fighting it too much. I do like him. I think that there's, you know, there's, there must be a reason why everyone in the NFL wants him. The Eagles, they wanted to trade up to number three with the 49ers, but they didn't do it because they couldn't get Zach Wilson at that pick. That's why they didn't do it. So clearly another team was interested in Zach Wilson. They have Jalen Hurts. So we all think, oh, Jalen Hurts is so great. But no, they wanted to get rid of Jalen Hurts, relegate Jalen Hurts to the bench to go and get Zach Wilson. People aren't even calling the Jets because they all know that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson. It doesn't sound like from the NFL perspective that people disagree with that decision. It seems like they agree with it. It seems that they believe that Zach Wilson should be the second quarterback taken, the second overall player taken. Who am I to say that they're just all wrong? That they're, yes, can they be wrong? Sure. Has the dynasty community never been wrong? Dynasty community is wrong all the time. This is the dynasty community that told you to take Dwayne Haskins over Daniel Jones. You know, we were wrong. And the NFL was right because Dwayne Haskins was a disaster. And whatever Daniel Jones is, he was a lot better than Dwayne Haskins. I'm just saying that we can hate on the NFL all we want, but they are like locked in that Daniel that uh, Zach Wilson is their QB two. So I have to give a significant amount of weight to that because it's not to them. It's not close. One hundred percent. I again, I have him at six. I just think in a tight end premium, and I want I'm in a top five pick. I want to get the guaranteed guy, and I don't think Wilson's guaranteed. Even though the NFL might think that the NFL has been wrong a few times before. But who's your six, just to kind of move along? Trey Lance. Trey Lance, so you have the quarterback as well. So, I mean, Another Pitts is your seven. Yeah. Pitts is your seven. Pitts is seven. So, I have I have Lance right after Wilson. So, my um, five, six, seven is Pitts, Wilson, Lance. You have Wilson, Lance, Pitts. Yes, the same thing, really. We're splitting hairs, really, on this one as well, but I like to bring it up. I would not have Pitts above the two quarterbacks in a non-tight end premium. Oh, and yeah, I I think he would be even lower for me, and well, maybe not. I think I think it's the line. I think it's where he stops either way for me. Um, but I think with the point seven five extra on top of it, that's where I have Pitts higher. But well, actually, I know where he would be in a non tight end premium because I can look at my one QB rankings and I know where he is. He would be lower, actually. Okay, well, I mean, we'll bring that up when we get to him at seven. But Trey Lance, let's talk about him really quick. I think he has one of the higher ceilings. But again, one of the lowest floors. So it depends where he gets drafted I don't think as Zach well. As the lowest floor, but well, again, some, more reason with that. It's a different. It's a different floor yeah. and a different ceiling. It's a different conversation. Like Zach Wilson has five thousand passing yard upside. 
he has that rocket laser arm that like amazing those amazing passing skills that you want to see he, he he scored 10 rushing touchdowns in his final season but he's not a running quarterback that's not his game he's not as bad as mac jones mac that's a separate conversation uh, he's Trent a statue is a run i don't want to say a run first quarterback but he is a specifically a mobile quarterback he can i would throw. say like his mobility is like a little bit better than Dak Prescott, but not as good of a thrower. Like Dak can run. He's he, yeah, he's, he's not in the same universe as a thrower. I know. I'm just saying, like, right. if we're never like athleticism, by the way, like never sneaky will. athletic, but good. But he's, he's not a um, Lamar Jackson. He's not a Kyler Murray. Anything like that? Uh, I don't know about that second one. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's a better, a significantly better passer than Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is that not really? I mean, really, isn't that his best case scenario? That's, his, think, ce- that's his ceiling, that's though. His ceiling. But, like, but I wouldn't be like, that's why I compare him to. I'm saying that's no, like, but that's his ceiling. It's, it's a range inside of there. But yeah, 100%, he could- that's exactly his ceiling. That's exactly what you want. That's what you want him to do. If you're, that's the best case scenario, is that he is like a 4,000 yard passer, because he has a good arm, but he's not going to give you that, you know, the 5,000 yards, that extreme passing volume. And he adds significant running production on the ground. And, you know, when Kyler Murray was healthy in 2020, he was the QB1 by far. Wasn't close. So he has that ceiling, and that's why I have him ranked above Pitts. Because I want that strength at the quarterback position in Superflex. I build my Superflex teams around quarterbacks. I don't build them around tight ends. I don't build them around running backs. And I may occasionally build them around wide receivers. But I do not build them around tight ends. I cannot turn down that ceiling at the quarterback position for a tight end. I just can't. I, I, I mean, I don't hate that. I just definitely think that Pitts might be one of those guys that breaks the mold. Would you be upset with someone if they chose Lance over Wilson? No, I, I wouldn't be upset with it. Uh, but blind now with no landing spot, I know that Wilson is number two overall to the Jets. You shouldn't no- be doing your rookie drafts now. To kind of caveat this all together, do not do your rookie drafts I agree with the NFL that. draft. Completely. Period. Um, is a is a hard decision for me but, that I think. But I have to be. rank now, right? Like Correct. I'm ranking now. We're doing the, it's the pre draft. Yeah, yeah, we're no, doing this exercise now. So if I'm ranking now, I know that Zach Wilson is number two overall to the Jets. I don't know what's going to happen to Trey Lance. I mean, he could. I mean, he could be number three overall to the 49ers. That's possible. He could still. Someone could trade up with the Falcons. He could end up on the Panthers. He couldn't end up on the Broncos. There, there are a lot of options. Like we don't really know. I he has the most room to rise of any of the of any of the quarterbacks here, in my opinion. Well, rise in what way? Inside my draft rankings. Inside oh no, my... no, not for me. Uh, where's think... he going to rise to? He's not going to. He can't rise. I, I thought you meant overall, like in his career, because I think, like I said, oh, I well, think that's he has that's the upside. He's he's at the upside one hundred percent. I just yeah. I think I see him. Depending, like, if Fields goes, if it tells Fields is not that great, and Lance is the one that is well, if the, Lance is one. the pick at, If Lance is the selection at three, then... Yeah. Uh, but I would still probably prefer Wilson. So I, I would change. not. If they say three, and so... I would, I would, that would make him jump significantly. Lance, if he's taken by, not, I, I know it would, but I, I would still probably stick with Wilson, personally. I'm, I might put Lance at three. If he gets taken, like I'd have him jump the chase in the because yeah. they're they're saying I traded three first round picks to take this guy and he has upside. That's, I get it, but 
what about the guy that was taken before him? Yeah, but like, like no one even called them. Like that, like the Jets were so locked in on it that no one even, no one even wanted to talk. Maybe in the real NFL, I, I think in fantasy, I'd rather, I'd rather take that swing. But I, I hear that. But also, in a, it, it might be the same super flex versus one QB conversation. In one QB, I might take the chance on Trey Lance. But I think that Zach Wilson's skills, even though his floor is low, he's more likely to be a starting quarterback for longer than Trey Lance, in my opinion. I think I he's a little that. bit safer. Yeah, you get that supernova with Lance, most likely that big, big ceiling potential, and then he might flame out younger age. So I, I yeah. can see the Lance argument might for be that. A, tar- a target for me in one QB rookie drafts, actually, but not probably not super flex. I'm probably always going to be going with Wilson. Okay, I mean, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it. I just uh, I disagree a little bit yeah. with that. Let's move on. We've got our one through seven locked in. Some combination of Lawrence Fields, Chase, Najee, Pitts, Lance, Wilson, a little bit shuffled up. On... And I, I think that that's the top seven for most people in yeah. Superflex tight end premium. I haven't seen too much different. I, I, like, I've seen some people like maybe throw Mac Jones in there a little bit, which I completely I, disagree. It's more but... Travis Etienne that I've seen thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just had a conversation today on a different podcast about Mac Jones going above Wilson and Lance. I had to, no, I, got I, a little, so. I got a little heated on that one. Now, now, now wait a minute. If Mac Jones were the pick at three, that would change my mind. That would be a big deal because that would take everything I thought I knew about these quarterbacks and just dump it on its head. That would be a major change that I was not anticipating. I am insistent that the 49ers are going to make the right decision and take Justin Fields at number three overall. If they don't do that and they take Mac Jones, I will raise Mac Jones in my rankings because I won't have a choice. I'll have to. You have have, have to listen to the NFL in that situation. You have to bring him up. Well, that's yeah, not to that team, what that team did. That team mortgaged their entire future to get this guy. He's, they're going to try to make him succeed in any way possible. They're going to they're gonna force it to happen exactly. the best they can. Exactly. Like I, I, I still hold out hope that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are smart enough not to make that horrific mistake. But you never know. I mean, the conversation so far is that the coach uh, Shanahan wants Mac Jones, but the organization wants Lance. That's like, I don't buy it. That's the most recent rumors. I still think it's Fields. I think it's a smokescreen and it's Fields. I agree with that. But we're back on the rankings right now. So let's go with our we're number eight. Uh, well, I have Travis Etienne at number eight. So do I. I think he's the other one that the highest potential to go in the first round if it happens or an early second. And if he goes that early second to Atlanta, that it would be an awesome be nice. landing spot. Um, but even in the first round, a team like the Jets would love it. I, th- I think that's the spot I think he'd go in the first round is later to the Jets because the Jets are that incompetent. That and Tevin Coleman is like the old poor man version where they want it to be. And I think that's showing the kind of player they want. And Etienne, I think, is the player that they want. Yeah, in that I mean, role. The Jets are going to take a running back in the draft. They're not going to leave day two without one. And whoever that running back is, is probably going to be their quote unquote starter, whoever it is. I think they could take one in the first round. I worry that somehow the Jets could be the one that take Najee Harris in the first round. I'd be I, fine with that, though. I'd be not, fine. Like, not for me. I don't. I think they have a good old line. I think it'd be good. I, I'd rather not. But I mean, I'd rather him go to a different team. I'm saying, like, yeah. I, I wouldn't drop him if well, he went to the Jets. Maybe when the Jets uh, undergo an ownership change, I'll, I'll like them a little bit better. But with that said, I think that Travis Etienne is going to go in the top 45 picks or so. If he falls further than that, I would be surprised. I don't think that there's any way that I'm going to be moved from Najee Harris over Travis Etienne. It would be difficult to move me. 
I think I, if Etienne goes in the first gonna... round and Najee goes in like the second, like later second, that might that's change me. But I don't see it happening. Likely. I know I don't. I don't see yeah. it happening at all. But that's like the one scenario again of the NFL telling me something. That that's true. That would be possible. I I think that that's just so unlikely. I agree. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kind of like saying that's the only way. That's like the only reason. Like, and I think Najee is the clear one of the. I, I agree. Etienne is very good though. He has the pass catching ability. He can definitely be the guy on a team. I think the team has to commit to him for that to happen. But I, we have him in the exact same spot at eight. I think it's a beautiful yeah, spot. Yeah, but I more see it as Najee in a tier by himself and yeah. then the next two in a tier by the by themselves. I mean, by my rankings, I have that as well. I completely agree. Yeah, that's what, what you're saying. Um, who's, your, who's your nine? Uh, Javante Williams. I'm with the same boat, Javante Williams. So we're agreeing once again. They might be a little bit inflated this year because it is a weaker class because there's really those three. There's some other guys that could That's work it, out, yeah. but it's really like as much as like we like the Gainwells and the Michael Carter. Like I, I like it. No, I do. But he's like yeah. definitely tears below the three guys we have here um, in terms of overall ranking. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that I don't know if I would go as far to say. I mean, I don't know how many tears I would put in between them. Two for me. There's one in him. There's definitely a full yeah, tier. Yeah, I guess there. it's one, two. Then the really for me, I guess I would I would skip. There's no tier three. Like, there's Harris, there's Etienne, and Javante, and there's really no one else I like. So Correct. I just skip three, and then I would start four with Gainwell personally. That's exactly what I'm saying right now. That's yeah. exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. I mean. Skipping um, the tier, yeah. Yeah, there's a tier skip there where, like, yes, he is my number four running back in the class, but he's well behind the Javante Williams. And, and that's why in a non-tight end premium, I have uh, Etienne and Javante Williams above Kyle Pitts just because I feel that if I had Kyle Pitts above them, that would be saying that in a one QB, I would have Kyle Pitts at 103 in a non-Titan premium. I just think that that's too high. He has to be Travis Kelsey or George Kittle to pay that off at 105 in a one QB or at in non-Titan premium or at, you know, 109 in Superflex non-Titan premium. He doesn't have to be Travis Kelsey to pay it off. That's the only thing. So I would lower him slight. The premium makes me want him a lot more because then he can be that difference maker without necessarily having to be Travis Kelsey. If he's just Darren Waller, that's still a difference maker in uh, tight end premium. Whereas in regular, it's not to the same level that Travis Kelsey is. No, I wanted to maybe that. This, it's kind of interesting with this whole situation that we're at nine and we're getting these great running backs in a super So like this later, and we haven't even touched on any other receiver yet no and, and there's some great receivers in this class i think the depth of the receiver hurts their draft capital and rookie rank and rookie drafting because there's a lot of them in the same range of outcomes yeah uh, and the running backs just don't have that but it's just craziest thing that like the ninth pick is javante williams who has the potential to go in the first round so let's say i, I don't think that's very likely personally. i don't think i mean i could see it very late I, I would I could see the Steelers taking him. Like I think there's almost no way, personally. I think he's gonna go in the second. I'm very confident that Javante Williams is going to go in the second round exactly. So, so he would be the guy you'd be looking at to kind of potentially be that uh, Atlanta Falcons. That I'm more thinking that Etienne could still be there and Etienne would be the pick. So the next team that requires a running back. Yeah, but it's, it's still great draft capital. Like a lot of things Oh no, I'm not saying it's bad. I just I don't see I think that in today's NFL, Javante Williams is just not good enough of a prospect to warrant a first-round pick. He's just not. I, I, just, go in the yeah. I, I agree. I think, I think it's a second-round cap. I think so is Etienne. Donovan Taylor went in the second. Like, let's yeah. just remember that. 
Jonathan Taylor went in the second. DeAndre Swift went in the second. R- remember these things. Javante Williams is not going in the first round. It's 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 probably not happening. If he does and Etienne falls, do you swap them? Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. of course. Again, going back to the thing, draft capital does matter, but these are the nine we have right now. And I think Etienne's a better prospect than Javante Williams. I agree with that. But if the NFL, a team wants him that bad, they're going to feed him, and I want the volume guaranteed. So that would be Yeah, the difference in the two prospects is not enough to make me go uh, toward toward Etienne no matter what. And also, Javante Williams is very young. Keep that in mind. He's yeah. one of those 21-year-old running backs that we want badly. Because you can get two contracts out of him. Yeah, very rarely. April, he has an April 2000 birthday. Just keep that in mind. Love it. So we're looking at 10. Who's your 110? Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I agree. I think the quarterback matters. Even though I'm not the biggest fan, I think he is the safe kind of da- that Kirk Cousins that oh, never going to be a quarterback one too often. I think Matt Ryan's a ceiling kind of player. He's good but I think he's going to be one of those guys that is a quarterback. He's going to is, and he seems to be a top 10 pick. So the NFL is going to say something about it. If he falls outside that, I might drop him a little bit behind some of these wide receivers, but I think it's a great spot for him. I probably won't. I, I think that that's where he's going to rank almost no matter what it's. I mean, he could move up if he goes to the 49ers at three, but I just, I'm just not that high on any other wide receiver in this class. Other than Jamar Chase, I'm fine. I'm fine with a lot of them, but I'm doubt that I'm going to be passing up on a quarterback to select. Assuming that Mac Jones goes in the top ten, which I think he's going to. At this point, like it's it's like teams are about trading up. It's like almost the hype has gone up. The NFL is telling us something. He's a better prospect than like we think he is as a dynasty fantasy football community. He's a good NFL quarterback. He's gonna be good. The the Panthers and the Broncos are not going to pass on Mac Jones at eight and nine to take something else like to take a receiver or a lineman they're not going to do that they are going to take mac jones if he's there so i think that nine to the broncos is mac jones's floor i agree take over for julock i agree 100 yeah so, i'm not i live in denver i hear all these things they're, they're saying they're back in lock after just saying they're looking for quarterbacks all off season that's all like just you know do you have to just for show Got to talk about your quarterback and say he's our guy, and then we're gonna. Well, because it's possible that they could strike out. Yeah, like they are. If, they could be the odd team. Someone's gonna be the odd team out. Someone's gonna be the odd team out, and I could be them. Yeah, so they have so, to be like at least semi saying like, "Oh yeah, we still love Drew Locke," and I think that's all it is. But yeah, he's not making it past nine. Either team's gonna trade up for him, or he's gonna go to the Broncos at latest. Yeah, at nine. So earliest three is latest nine. But it's more of a commentary on the receivers in this class than it is a commentary on Mac. Is this this ranking? I just think there's so many in like the same ballpark. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with that I just don't like any of them that much. It's interesting because this has been regarded as one of the best, better receiver classes. Is it though? Ever? No, no, no. It's regarded as one of the deepest receiver classes ever. That's a very different word. It's not. Is it regarded as one of the best receiver classes ever? I mean, they're I talking about with, with the guys that are coming up probably here soon with Devonta Smith being the Heisman Trophy winner, and then we have Rashad Bateman year. probably in the first, and then we last have Jalen Waddle, who's your yeah. favorite player. Last year was a strong receiver class, too. Oh, I agree, 100%. But I think, that, I think that's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, but I think more receivers went in the first round last year than might go this year. I, but I think it also goes to the fact that like they know they can get some later. I think it's the same mindset about our draft. Who's your um, – I assume it's a receiver next. It, it is. At this point. Who is your uh, wait, wait, 111? Uh, I have Devonta Smith at that 111. Who's your 112? Uh, Rashad Bateman. I haven't flip-flopped. 
we don't argue too much on the show sometimes. No, uh, and I don't think we're really going to argue much here either. I, I think Bateman, I think his ceiling could be uh, Keenan Allen. His floor is like a Tyler Boyd, uh, like a bigger version. I think that, and I'm good with that. I, he's a better prospect than Boyd. I think he could have that kind of instant reaction. And I think he is just safer. And I like those kind of players. I don't want safe at the receiver position in a rookie draft. I want again. He has the upside. He has the upside as well. I'm not sure I agree with that. I mean, that's fine. Like, is I don't know. I mean, Devonta Smith produced the season he produced at Alabama. Rashad Bateman really safer? I'm not sure about that. I I don't know. Better prospect too. Like overall, like Mm -hmm. over the over the full over full collegiate career and based on like everything. The only thing we can say is that he's set up. His career was not good. Yeah, he had a lower pro day than people expect. He was, he was shorter than what they touted him at. He was lighter, and then his pro day wasn't that great. But if you compare it to the players' pro days, they're elite-level players. They did just around the same range as yeah, well. Like, the Devonta position Smith, he compares to. Devonta Smith produced more in his career than Rashad Bateman, like, overall. Like, if total. I'm ranking now, right? And I think yeah. that Devonta Smith is going to go in the NFL draft before Rashad Bateman. I, I, I agree with that. I just Actually, don't think... I'm very confident that I'm, Devonta Smith is going to go I'm, before Rashad Bateman. I'm almost Bateman. certain you're correct, Tyler, yeah. that, that, that Devonta Smith... So you're taking the draft capital, but a receiver draft capital doesn't really mean as much to me as, like, a running back draft capital. Like, it, it matters. Really? It does. I don't see... Henry Ruggs. Right, but you could pick out examples in any position. Receivers have a higher miss rate with the, where they get picked from a lot of the times, though. You could say that. I mean, I, Mike Williams, I'm Corey more Davis. willing to give a... I think this is different where you are in the draft capital. John Ross. I can keep naming players that like were highly touted. Well, that. no, I just, I just think the portion of draft, the area of the range that I'm focused on is a little different. But I wouldn't say that I care about draft capital less for wide receiver. I care about it a lot. I mean, I still care about it. I'm just saying, like, as long as they're both first round, as long as the team decides this is my wide receiver one, this is the guy I need to go grab, that means more to me and what team they go to. I could definitely see Bateman, like, end up in, like, a Indianapolis, and that would be a good spot for him. Or he could end up in a Tennessee, and I think that's a good spot for him. Yeah. I, I think Smith has a lot more fighting against him being his body size. I still think he's still in my top 12. Bateman was a lot smaller than we thought, though. Yeah, but, like, Devonta Smith is real small. Like, he is a small... Does that mean he can't succeed? Just no, he, he, would be, he would be an outlier. Yes, the range of outcomes is more and potentially a higher ceiling for Devonta Smith. And I think it's philosophical how we build our team sometimes. At their peak, if they both peak, Devonta Smith will be worth more. Significantly more. I would say I would not say significantly more because they're both their things are not that far apart. Bateman, no, I think Bateman has a better not chance. In the same universe. The ceiling is okay. In two different universes. So that's I think that's where our biggest differential here is that we differ on that, and that's why you have Smith higher because you're. I think you're kind of looking for that ceiling, and I'm looking for that part with so I just what? also think Smith is better. Like I'm more likely to take what was produced on the field. And I don't care about people's measurables. A lot of people talk about that. But the last thing I care about is how tall someone is or how heavy someone is. I don't, I don't care. I, I, I just don't care. It's just not, it's, it really has almost zero impact on my process at all. So I, I just don't care. So since I don't care about that, it probably explains to you why Devonta Smith is my wide receiver here. 
No, I mean, I, I, that makes more sense to me. I, I, I kind of factor that in when it's so significant of a difference between what we've ever seen. He would be the first. And not saying he can't. I still have him in my top 12. There are people out there that have, like, bumped him out outside of it. I think people it, are, you know, just trying to say Still attention But I do think this is the clear tier, is those two guys. Outside of that, so to kind of tie a bow on this whole show, are there any honorable mentions that you didn't feel like you got to? Because I'm sure there are. I mean... Sure. Uh, there are other players I like. Uh, like, I like Rondo Moore. Talking about short. Uh, he's very short. Slot. He's, he's a man after my own heart playing the slot role. It could be one of the best slot receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I'm taller than someone, that's kind of a... Yeah. I, there are other players. I mean, there's Jalen Waddle, who I'm not a big fan of. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, who we discussed. Those, those are, I think, the big, the big three... I've heard people hyping Waddle and more. But Waddle is an interesting are, one. I know you're lower than most on Waddle. I would. I don't know what's lower than most. I mean, I have him at five. Is that lower than most? I think it's lower than most right now. I think that it? It, that means you have Rondell Moore higher. I do. I have Waddle at four personally. I think he could again. This is where I don't think Moore is going to be a first round pick. Waddle will be. And I think that makes a difference for me, but we're, I wouldn't be offended if you like more better. That's kind of what the next tier is for us. And we won't go into it too in depth, but that's kind of that Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle, Gainwell, and then Marshall a little bit later. It's kind of what yeah, we have. Yeah, but like, to give you an idea, is there really, I, I think the tier ends at Gainwell. Cause like, it's not for me. Is it does for me. No, it does for me. I just like, when people talk and we know our listeners hear all this stuff and see all this stuff, it's like, why didn't you mention this guy or this guy? I like to bring it up. I think that Gainwell tier stops there as well. At that 203, that's where Gainwell would be. Yeah, right and I, I think that there's a couple other players that might be close. I think Marshall, Elijah Moore, who we haven't mentioned. Kadarius are, Tony. Are, not Kadarius Tony. Uh, Elijah Moore and Marshall are the two that I think are most likely to break into that upper tier. I, I can't really see anyone else breaking into it. The only reason I think Kadarius Tony got a mention is because I'm the draft capital snob, and if he goes in the first round, I'll probably be more in on him than most. That's why I want to bring um, his name up there, just so we're yeah. aware of their name. Because like he's been talked about potentially going in the first round. I don't see it. Have some in the back of your mind. Again, this is more reason to have your draft later, and I could yeah. see him being that early second guy. I still wouldn't take him in the first round. There's just too well, many good okay. players. Let me but. let me just put it let me just put it this way for anyone listening. If you want to have your draft before the NFL draft. Join a Devi League. Having your draft, your rookie draft, before the NFL draft makes no sense. If you're going to do that, just be in a Devi League, and then you've had these players the whole time. Like, it's a ridiculous middle ground that makes zero sense to me. I just have no comprehension of why anyone would want to do it that way. You, you, Devi Leagues are very popular. Go join one. They're, I, they're not really my thing, but I have a lot of friends who play in them, and they love them. So if, if that's what you want and you want to have these players on your team before the draft and like kind of watch the draft with that, like, oh, I already have all these rookies. Where are they going to go? Like, I'm excited to see what happens. You can join a Debbie league and you'll have a great experience with that. I promise you. Yeah, it's definitely some great advice. So I'm going to let that to the final thoughts now. Speaking of the draft, we are going to be hosting our draft party for day one of the NFL draft. We'll be well, live the whole time. So definitely please pop in and say hi. Ask us questions. We'll be chatting the whole time. Super excited to see where everyone goes. Anything you want to add to that? I know you were talking about Debbie Leagues a good amount. No, 
I, I would be excited to watch us. We haven't decided if we're going to have any guests to like give us a break for a minute or two. Just, you know, because five, it's five hours, right? It's yeah. a long time. So More we'll details have, to come. More details to come, but it's 100% happening. We, we've already planned it. So it's uh, it's going to be something that uh, we'll put up on like the streaming services, so you can all watch us uh, react to all of those picks, starting with Trevor Lawrence and going down to whoever's picked whoever, at, uh, Trevor Lawrence, most overall. likely Zach Wilson, and most then most likely, but it, you it, never know. In you never know. crazy. There's uh, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure we're gonna have some guests pop in, have some surprises sure going will, on. Yeah. And some cool stuff. Well, that'll be a ton of fun. But I definitely want to bring that up again because it's coming soon, and that's all yeah, we have. All this going on, but I appreciate all you guys listening. Do not forget to please like, share, give us a review wherever you're listening on because that does help us a bunch. And I appreciate you all, and uh, talk to you soon.